Hey there, and welcome to Hang Out with Hewlett. I'm your festival friend and host, Jordan Hewlett. Every Thursday, I'll invite you to come take some time out of your day and hang out with me. I'll share stories about my life, interviews, and talk about attending music festivals and shows. On this podcast, I'll be joined by friends, family, dance music lovers, business owners, and so many more amazing faces. Let's get this hangout started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Hangout with Hewlett. This week I am joined by a very special guest and he goes by the name of Max. Max, welcome to Hangout with Hewlett. Hello, hello, Hanging Out with Hewlett. Love it, much appreciated. Welcome to my podcast. Um, Introduce yourself, give us your background, who you are. Okay, well, my name is Maximilian. I am the older uh, I don't want what family member, brother, cousin. I don't know what label it. I mean, <laughs> she's always been my little sister or my little god sister, whatever it is. But I'm basically been her family since the day she'd been born. Very true. You're uh, another older brother I never asked for, but got anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm one of those. <laughs> So why did you want to come on my podcast? I'm excited to have you, but why did you want to join me today? I wanted I wanted to join you because I always love the fact when you have friends or family wanting to pursue uh, something that they enjoy and seeing how much you've enjoyed doing this podcast. I was like, man, I would just love to have some record of being able to be on a show with her. So when you know, she moves on to bigger and better things. She can be like, well, I also have my family with me to help me out. So that's why I wanted to be on the show. Well, I'm honored to have you today. I'm excited to talk to you, dive into who you are, your career, and uh, just tell people all about yourself and maybe give some advice to uh, people who want to pursue the same career path. Cool, cool. I'll do the best I can. I hope it's good. <laughs> So what is your current profession right now? My current profession right now is a actor, a model, and a musician. So everything entertainment, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, anything that has to do with entertainment, I'm basically currently still going through it. And uh, how long have you been in the industry? I've been in the industry now for ooh, four and a half. Four and a half years, damn, a whole high school worth of, of time. Yeah, oh, that's crazy that it's been that long. I know, right? <laughs> what age did you know you wanted to be in like the entertainment industry that you wanted to do all this? I would say come my senior year of high school, I always wanted to get into the entertainment. I've always enjoyed uh uh, theater, art, music. I don't believe that I was, um, I don't believe that I was going to pursue it though, especially in college, because as a ex-athlete, all I really cared about was sports. So all that was kind of in the back end, but there definitely was that if sports doesn't work out, I would love to try the entertainment. And look, here you are four years later doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> what has your career timeline been like like what did you start doing first 
Uh, first thing I started doing was uh, background acting. Uh, it's basically, you know, all the people when you're watching a TV show and you see people kind of make crosses around the main characters or people kind of doing regular life living stuff around in the scene. Uh, those are actual actors. Like those people actually get paid to not speak on set and actually act out some sort of direction. Uh, if, if it's drinking coffee or if it's walking right next to the character or even bumping the main character, but those are actual actors. And that was actually my first task in this industry. Do you remember the first thing you were in? Yes, I do. I do. I remember I was actually in um, NCIS. Ah, I feel right. like I also remember that. <laughs> right. I was like my first big go with this. And it, um, it kind of changed my perspective on television because when you watch it, you would never think, you just think it would be random people in the background. Yeah. it's like you would think they would just do the most random stuff like okay I'm just gonna act like this but no there's so much structure and direction for those people that they have to have to where you have somebody in the back telling them like okay you walk around this coffee table and then sit down and then your person next to you will ask you to do something else and you have to play off that and you have all this going on with like 50 to 100 people going down yeah, honestly, thinking about that when I'm watching things, every person has a direction or like something that they have to do for a specific scene. So it's kind of wild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you would never think that when you watch television. Right. So out of acting, modeling and music, is there one that you prefer to do? Music. I think music is the one that allows you to truly express yourself and you have all control over as well. Uh, modeling and acting, you do not have a wide range of control. There, you're basically told what to do, when to do, and how to do it. And with music, it's self-expression. Like You could talk about it. anything, when you want to talk about it, how you want to talk about it. And, you know, basically, whenever you want to drop it, you can drop <laughs> it. So you have more of a, a flexible schedule with music. Right. Your creative process is a lot easier. Oh, so much easier. And it's, uh, it's also therapeutic, you know, because I mean, you, you some people do find uh, acting therapeutic, but I would have to say the only way I find that is like when you do theater, because like in theater, it's do or die. It's either and I've done theater before I had to prove to myself that I actually could do theater before I did the fake type of acting, which is somebody <laughs> giving lines. But when you're standing in front of a crowd, even if it's like five to 10 people and you have to remember each line per line and also give that crowd what emotion that character is supposed to go through, it really does show you like, okay, I can act or I'm trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. You'd certainly get over uh, your stage fright if you have any, if uh, you're going to either perform well or, like you said, do or die. Yeah, yeah. Your, your back is against the wall and it, it's a such a great experience. So anybody who's wanting to act out there, I would suggest the first thing you do is definitely look for like a small little theater that's just putting like a small production together and just see how you do in that moment. Let's get advice. 
I kind of regret not acting in high school. And then I look back at uh, David, my brother, <laughs> for people who mm-hmm. don't know, and the fact that he acted and was in a full-blown musical. And I'm like, he, the fact that he didn't and I didn't is wild. <laughs> right, right. No. One, one thousand percent. So why did you not pursue that? Because I felt that has been always like you're very charismatic. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I thought that definitely would have been a route that you would have at least tried. I think for me, we just didn't have uh, like a big uh, like music program, um, but we had like a great small talented one. And also just being like in cheer, the only time I would have had like a small break um, was when like football and basketball wasn't going on. But then as soon as like that fall break wasn't happening or like spring sports wasn't happening, it was like gearing up for the next season. Um, yeah. So it was kind of just always like a conflict. Um, of just like time but yeah I think maybe now I was like I know people now who are in like theaters I was like if I wanted to I could definitely do it (laughs) yeah no doubt I I would to be out 1000 percent I would definitely go out and try if you have the time just because it like I said it's a whole different experience in itself but you'll be able to look back later on in life and go I'm glad I did that or I'm glad I got that out the way because that's something that I, I fulfilled that I wanted to do. So it's like I have I have no regret on doing those two theater shows, you know? Right. Yeah, you know me. I've always been a performer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Go go ahead one time and get yourself in a little little school next stage productions and of cats and just see what's up. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> so getting back um, to music, what is your songwriting process like? Uh, my songwriting process always uh, derives from a chorus. I always get started from a statement or a thought that kind of like comes to mind at that time. And then I will branch out from there. So I kind of when it comes to writing, I'm kind of ass backwards because <laughs> like I'll I'll start from the chorus and then have the chorus in the instrumental. And then after that, uh, be like, OK, now I'll write words in between here. And hopefully these words kind of <laughs> blend into the chorus. So it's definitely a different method to madness. <laughs> Just going backwards. But, you know, whatever works for you and everyone is so different with everybody's process, but however you get it done and whatever works best for you and allows you to write, um, I think works for you. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think structure is, um, I think structure is more of a guideline more than a, like necessary, like a, it's not necessary. It's kind of like a small blueprint of like, if you want to do it this way, you can. But I think a lot of people get stuck on that because they believe that they need to do it that way to be able to create um, a song or a poem or essay or whatever it is. But as you said, like everyone's creative process is is completely different. So it's about finding your own way of being, this is what I can handle and this is what works for me. So I'm going to head and do it this way. Yeah, I get that. Who inspires you musically? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, musically, I was brought up 
in the 90s. I mean, hell, your dad knows this. Because, uh, I mean, your dad and my dad are, like, right there when it comes to music. <laughs> like, like, I can remember days when we'd be in the summer, we'd be on the boat, and we're bopping, like, all this music that we shouldn't be listening to, like, at the age of, like, eight or nine, um, from 112 to Blackstreet, Boys to Men, uh, Brian McKnight. Uh, there's there's so many artists out there from that time that like truly inspires my my writing style. My writing style is more of like a a, a '90s uh, I want to say a '90s throw up worth of artists because <laughs> it generally derives from a lot of uh, emotion, but also positive and love emotion. That's a good way to describe it. Is that the reason why you went into making like R&B and hip hop music, do you think? Oh, yeah, there's there's no doubt. Uh, just because of myself as a, a character of my own, I've always been very loving. And it took me a while to understand that that was actually a, a big part of who I was, was love, that I have an abundant amount of it and that when I, I can give it out so easily. And when I saw that and I implied it to my music, it would always be something so upbeat and so positive and so happy and so caregiving that it kind of stood me uh, out from everything else in the music industry. Because the music industry is kind of diluted at the moment. It's very still the same, like drugs, sex, money, uh, to where I'm, I'm talking about love, uh, togetherness, forgiveness, wholesomeness, which is completely on the other side of the map. Honestly, and we need more of that because so much of it and the music that you talk about is garbage. And my dad is like, how do you guys oh, listen yeah. to this? And I'm like, I don't listen to this. I don't. Yeah, I don't. They do. Right. And, but at the same time, it's a, it's a different generation because, I mean, if you were to talk to people who are kind of, I would still put you in our generation, Jordan. Like, you may not think that, but we were born off like the same cloth, yeah. like music being that brought up it's like we were surrounded by music that expressed love and expressed care for one another it wasn't just trash like it wasn't just <laughs> like oh we in the club I bought a girl a drink she said hi then I threw a stack at her face <laughs> like what at what point did we get anything from that message but a good instrumental behind it and maybe something to dance to you know, compared to something that was like, I went out, I saw a beautiful lady. She looked at me back. We shared a wonderful moment. I walked into the door. I got a kiss. Like that hole right there, you're kind of just like, oh, man, that gives me faith in what true love may be. Yeah, it paints a way better picture for the like the listeners and makes you actually kind of feel something, which music should do. Right. Right, because music, I believe music is one of the biggest influences ever. Like a, a song could bring somebody back from depression and a song could actually make you depressed. Absolutely. I say that like music is part of my whole life. Like, you know me, I've been singing since I was out of the womb, basically. Like, right. It's right. always been a constant in my life or like, it's always somebody, something like whenever things are bad, like you have that one thing to like turn to that can instantly change your mood or make you feel upbeat or better. 
Oh, yeah. In a quickness. And you know what songs they are. Like, there's songs right now that you can quote that are still from, like, the 1980s. And that's how powerful music is. The fact that I can quote something from almost 40 years ago that it'll make me feel better. You can't tell me that's not influential. No, not at all. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song that you've written? I actually have a couple. I actually have a couple songs that uh, for myself explain kind of two ways of the, the sword of love, as I would call it, because love is always a double-edged sword. Love can hurt you or love can give you strength. Uh, so the two songs that I would have to say that I wrote um, would be Solo, which uh, explains a certain situation between me and another person in my relationship to where I was actually done wrong uh, in the relationship and which hurt a lot, of course, because I mean double-edged sword. And then I would also have to say um, Genuine Soul, which is the other end of the sword that I met somebody who was able to uh, I, who I believe to have a beautiful soul, somebody who was able to help me up and give me strength. Mm, that's beautiful. Guys, go listen if you haven't. <laughs> I'm plugging you. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Yes, and let me know. Uh, up and coming, <laughs> uh, definitely. Independent artists, no labels. Don't want to be labeled. I feel like they pimp you for everything you have in being and also being in that side of the industry, just learning as much as I, I possibly can. If there's any artists out there who are listening to this, uh, weigh out your options. Weigh out your options when it comes to a label. See what really works for you. And if it doesn't work for you, there's plenty of people to ask out there. We have so many ways of uh, communicating with certain people like, shoot, you need a lawyer to look over contract to see you know, what percentage of whatever you might get, like what percentage are you losing when you sign to this label? What is really the ins and outs of the contract? Like, shoot, I don't care. Message me. I'll, I'll plug you into people who I've met over the years. Uh, but just really weigh your options out because there is a, there's an example for a couple of artists who I've met who've been uh, approached by labels like, shoot, uh, Kyle from Ventura. A huge I spy with my little eye. Great Love friend. Him. Yeah, great friend of mine. And he got signed to a label and he recently just went independent. So he played the game to where it benefited him. He knew what he wanted to do and the label was able to give him a certain um, guidance in what he wanted to do. And he was like, I'm only going to be in here for a while. And then once I get to a certain spot, I'm out. So he played the game very well, but he weighed his options. He understood he was uh, a, a kid from a small town who wasn't going to get too much publicity if he did not sign with somebody and he took advantage of it. And during that, he played very smart hands in some of the opportunities he was given to where now financially he's fine and he can go, okay, well, I'm done with this. And he goes independent to where sometimes during that, um, even in small conversations that we've had back and forth, with the difficulties of not having creative control, which is huge for an artist, not being able to drop a song when he wanted, if he wanted to actually do a song with the artist that the label wanted him to do it with. So those small little things, so any artists out there, please weigh out your options before you just believe that these labels are here to help you. Some are and some aren't. 
That's great advice. And just think about everything, consider all of your options, but definitely do seize the opportunities that are given to you and take them, take advantage oh, of them. Agreed, 1000%. <laughs> With uh, on that note of like being in the industry, what do you think is one of the worst parts of being in the industry? Uh, the fakeness. Uh, I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, even though I was born in. Ventura. I grew up in a Midwest, very respected small town in Louisville. And we grew up, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. Please. Thank you. Opening up doors for women, like the whole nine yards. It's just a matter of respect to where it's a very old school where you shake somebody's hand and that is a binding contract. Like you are a man of your word. And getting into the industry, you find out really quick that people are they are not shy in gaining off of your success or your opportunity and they have no remorse with the decisions that they make because it benefits them so in this industry i would have to uh i would have to forewarn everybody that it is it is not a godly industry. <laughs> it's not. It's it's not about Jesus in this industry. They they kind of worship the God of money. And are you gonna make them money? Are you about your money? Uh, and also, image image is a huge thing in this industry as well. Uh, how you carry your persona, uh, how many followers you have. Uh, it is a very it, there's a lot of negative energy for all you positive, upbeat people out there who want to get in this industry. Don't, don't allow that to change who you are because it will try to. And it'll, it will do it in such a seductive way that you won't even know that you are changing. That's so true. And I feel like as uh, someone who has like watched celebrities and listened to music like you can you can tell when celebrities are changing and like when fame starts to influence who they are and when things start to change but I've always admired people who do stay true to themselves and um show who they really are to their fans and who they are like just being open and honest yeah and which is a rarity in this industry because everyone's so quick to be oh, well, this is the character that is becoming accepting to this industry. So I'm going to stay like this uh, because it's, it's more accepted. To be yourself in this industry is not a real thing. They really do try to mold you into somebody who is uh, willing to do a lot of immoral stuff that you might be against to gain success. And I think that's where my knowledge in this industry of being in it so long and staying true to myself um, has a, a great understanding with now. Because when I first got into it, like my first couple of years, oh my God, Jordan, I was a completely different person. I was posting on social media about what I was doing, uh, who I was with, what area I was in, because that's what was accepted that was more accepted people saw that I was working towards 
uh, certain dreams that a lot of people don't go towards and I was succeeding in it. And even making decisions that I wouldn't want to do personally and jumping into those situations to where now I look at, I was like, why the, what I would do that? Like, why, what's, what did that do? What, what did that gain me, but some followers and then also losing some of my true friends. So it's like the cost of success is sometimes not even worth it. Like, no, let me not say sometimes it's not worth it. It's not worth it because you look back and you go, I can't believe I sacrificed that. And I lost this for that. And this hasn't even lasted that long. I feel bad. Do you think you have any regrets so far in your career? Uh, I would say no, because I've, I've stuck a lot to who I am and I'm thankful for my, my, my friends and family for the guidance on that, because I know I couldn't have without them and anybody out there listening as well. Like your, your real loved ones will always tell you what is truly right when they know your heart. And I suggest you guys lean on them more than just acting as if they're against you because they're not they know who you are they know what you're about and they'll always be there to support you and thankfully i've had a great figures in my life um from your your dad to you know my dad my mom very hard nose very <laughs> will tell you straight true and honest yeah <laughs> like not afraid to like Right. you <laughs> and break you down we get it that's why it i'm for, so blind the real reasons of yeah yeah straight up and it needs to be that way it needs to be that way and thankfully to them i've been able to um i've been able to dodge a lot of uh i've been able to dodge a lot of the devil's deals because the devil will deal you a lot and he will try his best to get you to do something that you're not about for, like I said, that small progression of success. Facts, lean on your support system. I'm so thankful for, like you said, our parents are amazing. I'm so grateful to your mom and dad and my mom and dad too. Always just, you know, telling us how it is and raising us to you know learn right from wrong and to make those smart decisions because we we are a lot i'm gonna say luckier than some people agreed agreed and if you have uh friends families who adopt you because how many how many mothers and fathers do you think that we have besides our parents jordan so many so we have so so, many a huge list of other people that basically called us that's my son or that's my daughter Right. So many that is a a blessing. Right. There are so many other people that I text on like Mother's and Father's Day because they they were my step parents or my protectors when my dad was working late or someone needed to take me home from cheer practice or drive me home from a Friday night. There are so many people that I'm grateful for for like stepping in and playing that parent role. So if you have friends or family or anybody that you can lean on and support you turn to them too yeah and love them just as much as you do your own parents 
Absolutely. Because it, it still pays out. Like I'm, I, this is gonna suck. I'm saying this on, my, on the podcast, but it's like my ex's family, uh, the one who broke my heart is still like my mother and dad. Like they, they will literally check in on me like every six months and just be like, hey, checking in on you. How's work? How's life? How's health? I hope everything's going well. Okay, we can't talk anymore for like the next six months because she does. <laughs> the quick check in. Okay, bye. See you. See you. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep this on the low. Like, but that, but that in itself shows the abundance of love that you can get from anybody in this world. Absolutely love that. <laughs> <laughs> With all of the craziness going on in the world, how do you stay motivated to create? Oh, that's a great one. I believe because there's a lot of craziness in the world, it gives me motivation. Uh, I, I feel that I was put on this world to love. I think that was my light in myself. And now being a time and position where there's a lot of um, opposition against a lot of people, like it, it's like the new racism, like vaccines are the new like racism. Like, are you vaccinated? like that's the question now that's a real question that's almost asking like well are you mixed (laughs) like yo that's that's so gnarly to believe that that question itself can really uh you could lose a job you could lose a friend you know all because of a belief of you know are you vaccinated are you not you know it's so i believe during this time of craziness that i will be a good beacon of just positivity and love, no matter where it comes from. If it comes from people in the industry, if it comes from people in my family, or if it comes from uh, friends, it's just to let them know like, hey, regardless of if you're on this side or on that side, you're loved for, you're cared for, and I'm here always. That's a great, great answer. what is uh, an artist that you would want to collaborate with or who is an artist or a group of artists you would want to work with in the future okay that was good because my my list has changed so much I still want to work with Kyle uh just because uh I have like a a old goal of mine there was only two rap groups at the time in Ventura uh, it was KID and Mr. Man, and then there was uh, there was Connected, and I was actually part of Connected, and Kaya was KID, and we I always used to joke about when we first started that one day we'd be on stage together. So that's that's one thing I want to just go ahead and manifest and be like, see, bro, I told you we was gonna do it. It may not have been when we thought it was gonna <laughs> be, but it's gonna happen. And then also I would have to say Russ. Russ is a huge um huge artist that I would love to work with just because uh, I think he he resembles a lot of what I idolize someone who who did it by themselves who didn't need really a lot of people to help him and he still is going you know huge on a um on an own independent scale I definitely see the Russ and you collab, I can definitely feel the vibe. And uh, whenever that uh, Kyle happens, the Kyle show, the back to back, you guys are performing at. Uh, I want tickets, and uh, I want, I want the, uh, <laughs> I want the first interview after. Thanks, thanks. No worries. Can definitely do that. But if I could throw, if I could throw a dope concert, I would love to throw like a '90s bash 
concert to where people wouldn't even know. So I would have like my own little thing for myself, but I would bring out NSYNC, I would bring out the Backstreet Boys, I'd bring out 98 Degrees, and I would just have all three of them just kind of like do their own stuff to kind of just raise that old nostalgic 90s vibe that we all grew up on. That would be so good. I hope it happens one day. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you're just sitting out in the crowd, whatever you're listening to my music. And then it's just like a drop. Like you hear like, (laughs) boom, there's NSYNC. And then one more song for me. And then it's like, boom, Backstreet Boys. They do their own little thing. It's like, boom, 98 Degrees only had one song. But hey, people still remember them. (laughs) So they do their one song and do their thing. And just to be able to have that type of old school vibe and nostalgia, I think would be one of the concerts that people would go, that was one of the best concerts of my life. It sounds like it would be. Everyone's invited. (laughs) Yeah, like people still hold on to the ticket when they're old and just be like, I can't believe I was there. Like Maximilian really brought out NSYNC and then Backstreet Boys and then 98 Degrees. Like how? Like how? How is that possible? We know people. <laughs> right, right. Facts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep um, working on that. I'm gonna manifest that for you, and that uh, you make that happen in a few years. I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. I'm gonna keep on manifesting it too. <laughs> You're welcome. Where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself in five years in a, um, oh, wow, that's a, that's a really good, deep question. I see myself in a completely different um, vibe, actually. I, I see myself most likely a family man at that point. I feel like I will have a, a family. I, I feel that I will kind of be at the top of the peak of my artistry, whether it be acting and or music, I feel like within those five years, I will carry like catch a really good wind and have a couple tours, have a couple concerts. And I would like to do like the logic and be retired, like get in <laughs> because he played it smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like bro got in, he did his thing. He, he did his music and then it was just like, boom, retired. Like I'm retired from the game. And I can, I can easily say like, if I, if I, if, when I do that, I will sit there and I will write for every other artist for financial, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if somebody wanted me to play or something like that, but it's definitely become one of the dreams instead of being in the game for so long to just enjoy the ride and going out on top. Like you had your five-year run, yeah, you did your tours. Your yeah, you had your awards. Uh, you have enough money now. And now I'm going to retire. And I'm going to let the next Maximilian come through and do his thing and help help support that Maximilian. You know what I mean? And <laughs> help support all these other artists and be able to give back on the experience and 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 the, the hardships and the lifestyle and look at it and be like, I, this is what I have if you can make the same thing as I did, great, but I want you to have more than I did, you know? Yeah, that would be awesome to uh, give back and teach others like what you've learned on your journey and your career so far and 
obviously like making it and then being able to share all of your like experience and lessons about like industry and like you said like weighing your options that would be so valuable to so many other artists who are starting out right right because you don't get it in this industry they don't tell you anything like they don't there's no sense of um help when we there's so much there's so much out there that people could gain if people were to help out people but there's a lot of selfish nature in this industry where they believe like oh well if I give him this game then then I'm shit out of luck on mine and you're kind of like nah bro like you give me this game I'm gonna look out for you but I'm a different type of character some people it is like that some people are like I'm gonna take this game I'm gonna run with it and I ain't gonna give you nothing for this game where in in all honesty you should be able to give people game and not expect anything back right I think it's about like changing your mindset and knowing that there's enough opportunity out there for everyone. Like, it's not about like, oh, this person's getting this. So I'm not able to, I think it's about how can I be the next person or like next to that person? Like there's so many people I admire and I, it's about like learning not to be jealous of they have this opportunity. It's like, oh my gosh, how can I join them in this opportunity? Right. Right. And that, that comes down to the whole society. I mean, look at what we're in right now. We we are controlled by social media. That just plain and simple. Every time people go on social media, tell me whenever you go on Instagram or whatever like that, when you're done scrolling, like you don't you don't feel good about yourself. No, I turned off my likes on Instagram just because I want to post what I want to post. Like it's not about, oh, I'm getting this many likes or people commenting. Like I want to put share whatever the hell I want. And I don't right. want to. I don't want to care about it. And it's such like a relief of not getting anxious. Like, oh, this post didn't do as well as like this. Right. Post. Did, did I break? Did I break this amount? Right. Did I, did I beat last time? Did I beat my last post? And it's like, what what kind of come what kind of competitive nature is that? Like, why are we we're competing with each other and we know it? We're like, yo, so and so got, you know, 81 likes on her stuff. Well, watch this. I'm gonna post this and hashtag that. And then I'm gonna show a little bit more than her and then I'm gonna beat her off. And then it's, it's a it's a competition that doesn't need to be because we're so worried about that that we're not even looking about what's going on in the world right now. Like we're right. not even looking about all the small changes. Like, yo, schools are about to mandate vaccinations. You know how many kids probably won't be going to school no more at some yeah. point because their parents are like, I don't wanna get you vaccinated. How does that help us with our learning? How does yeah. that help us push? Like, how was our generation supposed to learn in a very controlled school, <laughs> very controlled learning <laughs> place <laughs> to even succeed in the future. Right. There's so many bigger issues on going on in the world besides an Instagram post. Right. But that's what we're worried about. And to celebrities. Like that, you can you can't tell me right now that you probably don't have a couple of friends that can tell you everything that's going on with the Kardashians. Oh, definitely, definitely. Right. Why? <laughs> Why? And then they get mad when you try to say something like, "I don't like the Kardashians." <gasps> well, did you know that Courtney had it? Like, no, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Why does it matter so much to you if Courtney did yada yada yada? What's the reason? How does that affect your life? Does she pay your bills? No, does she, she does save not. you food? <laughs> no. But to them, that's like they're holding it down for their family. They're like, yo, Courtney for life. 
<laughs> nope, can't can't say that that's me. And I'm so happy. <laughs> right. And that's that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Because you look at life as it is. You're thankful for who's in your life. You're thankful for what's given in your life. And that's why you've been so successful in your life. You've done a lot, love. Like you, you hate to bring up bad, but like you've lost a mother at such a young age. Yeah. Huge, huge obstacle to overcome, especially when you guys were so close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You graduated high school, you graduated college and you did it with both great grades. You're killing it right now after college. You, you have uh-huh. your own podcast. Like you are completely thriving in life because you see how life is right and I've learned to definitely not take things for granted um which is so important and although like you said a shitty situation but I think that I have learned so much and I have been able to help people who are going through the same things like I have a best friend who just lost a parent and I wish that upon no one especially like at a young age especially like Paige was so young and so it was awful to get through, but I'm able to help so many other people because of it now. So I'm thankful for that. Right. And that just shows the strength that you built from it. You know what I mean? And it carries on because you are able to be there for other people. It's that love in you that you were given. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a lot of love around me, like you and your family and it just helps that I have an amazing support system and I wish that everyone has like the similar situation. Right. And to everybody else listening, like y'all, you are loved and you are cared for. Like, don't forget that. Keep that in your mind and your heart and your soul that you are somebody special and you can get through anything and everything will be okay because you are loved. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. My DMs are literally always open if anybody ever wants to talk to me. I talk a lot. That's why I have a podcast, but I, you know, I'm always here to listen to. Yeah, same here, but don't be sliding in there because my girl won't be happy. <laughs> True. <laughs> you better come to me with some real stuff. I ain't trying to hear all this like, oh, you're cute. Like, nah, 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 nah. like you're love too, but at the same time, like, no, nah, my girl checks my text messages. Missing. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Well, good to know. Warning sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is uh, your, um, let's talk about, like, acting for a little bit. What is the, like, process like for going cool. to casting calls and auditioning? Oh, uh, yeah. So I can give you both of those. Uh, for auditions, you're usually set up through, um, I was fortunate enough at the time to have like a agent and it's uh, a lot easier when you do have an agent to get an audition just because they can reach in certain places other people can't. Uh, it's kind of nerve wracking uh, because when you're given audition lines, you have to basically perform it for either like the producer, the co-producer or the director. Uh, you're always in a uh a small room it's all I don't understand why it can't be a big room it's always a small room so you walk into a small room you have like the producer there director co-director and then they go okay nice to meet you read your line and they're cold they're so cold I'm talking about like ice cold like they don't care like they're just like okay here comes number 9872-4BA 
<laughs> not even a name. <laughs> and they're kind of just like, okay, read your lines. So you go through your line. You hope you don't fuck up. The majority of the time you fuck up. But it's during that fuck up, you have to understand, like, if you could roll with that fuck up, like, oh, I fucked up, but I'm picking myself back up and I'm acting my way through this fuck up. They actually, um, they like that. They like that. They like the fact like you didn't stop during the middle of your line and be like, oh, let me do it again. Like, oh, you misplaced the line and you skipped the line or you put different words in that line and you're able to hold that character. That shows that, hey, this person can adjust in the moment. Yeah. So that's very, uh, but it is nerve wracking. It's very (laughs) nerve wracking. You're basically, you're you're getting judged right now. You know what I mean? And and a big tip to all the actors out there, if the director tells you to read it again and he wants you to maybe express a certain line or act in a different tone of how you brought it, just listen to him and do it or her and do it. Because that shows that you are, I hate to say obedient, but it means that if you can take directions, it makes it a lot easier because sometimes there are scenes that may need a different type of energy or might need to be tweaked out in a little bit just because they look at it as this is a a two-place situation. Maybe the scene is, you know, you have a very interesting a conversation with somebody's mother and they go well we want you to be very cold-hearted we want you to be very blunt with her or it's we want you to be very caring or we want you to be very um impressed like at the drop of a dime they can ask you just like that so just nod your head have the confidence that you can do it and go and do it yeah kind of proving that I don't know, but like easy to work with and at least being able to like follow an instruction to like take direction, um, at least in the audition part and you get your foot in the door. Yeah, agreed. Definitely <laughs> agreed. It makes things a lot easier. And then you, you don't know, you might not even get that audition, but the fact that you were able to handle it as such, they will remember you. Like I've been called to many auditions uh, over to different stuff by the same directors because they're like, well, we remembered how he did it this way. And also be respectful. Just go in there, introduce your name. Very nice to meet you guys. Thank you guys for having me. You guys have a blessed day. Just just that alone will separate you from everybody else who goes in there who's just like, I'm here for the fucking job. Hmm. Yeah, first impressions matter. And then, like you said, they'll remember you. So if you make a good first impression, that's going to be a lasting impression and they're going to keep calling you back for stuff. Right, right. And don't get mad if you don't get it the first time because it, you are supposed to be in a certain place at a certain time for a reason. You're supposed to get the, if I were to tell you that 25 no's gets you to that one yes, you would go into those auditions with a completely different mindset. You would sit there and be like, no, okay. 24 more times bet next one is this a no please tell me this is a no if this is no good because that means only have 23 more no's to go but we don't think like that we don't have that mindset we have the oh tell me it's a yes because this is my opportunity this is my only opportunity and i won't live if i have if i don't have this opportunity yeah on that note how do you deal with being told no and rejection 
you it took a while for me to get to that mindset of the example that I just got you that excuse me that I just gave you um but it's hard it's difficult especially when you come from an athletic background to where like your hard work really pays off you know if you're third string and you work your butt off with running your routes shooting the ball knowing the plays or whatever it is that you're doing your coach recognizes that and he'll move you up because in that time of you working hard he will see that this industry it's not like that at all it's not you work hard and you get the payoff which is it was such a different aspect of my life because all I had was sports and granted I was good at it but I was always in the position where I started at third string and then somehow I ended up a starter (laughs) so (laughs) I always had that okay coach thinks I'm like this I'm gonna show him I'm like this and I end up in the position that I want to be that's always been the repetition of my career yeah always been the repetition of my career and when you come to a position where it's you're like, oh, I'm working hard, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm still not getting it. It's like you beat yourself up. Like you really do tear yourself apart. And um, for myself, I actually gave myself, uh, I was going to give myself a full year off, but COVID hit. And so I got two years away from acting and modeling and all that stuff, just because I got to a certain point where I was like, man, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm strung out. LA has just been siphoning me for all of my money like I can't I can't take this no more it's breaking me down so I took a break and in that break I did a lot of soul searching and understanding of the concept of what I was working towards and why I was working towards it what did I want from being an actor or a model what did I want to give back into that industry what was my why I and in that. that, I found everything yeah, within those two years with the blessing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So all you artists out there, ask yourself on a daily basis why you're doing what you're doing. And if your answers don't match up with what your heart is telling you, then keep on asking that same question. You need to ask that question every single day until you understand like you're your why should be your mantra at the end of the day. I can wake up right now and tell you all my whys and what I do, why I do it. Because I've asked myself consistently, why am I doing this? What's the reason behind it? What is your why? My why is love. Hands down. I love what I do. I love the fact that I can be in a position to be able to give love back. You know? Mm-hmm. I can be in a certain spot that somebody would love to be in. And I can be like, this is how you get here. So yeah. love is my why. And you're in a great opportunity to give back. And that's amazing to hear that you, that you want to do that. That is your why. And that's why you're out here. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> or else I'll be back here. fucking chilling. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want that. I still want a house out there. You can't tell me that Kentucky wasn't fun. No, I I love it. I we I've said we need a lake house somewhere. We need yeah, some yeah, property. Fact. So that's fine. Tell your dad it's his turn to get a boat too. I have been begging. I'm hoping next summer that it's a thing because we need to go back to being a boat family. I need to be cute on a boat right. and living my best life. None of this. Right, right. Can we get the opportunity now to live our best lives on lakes now? Not just right. like as children. Like right. can, 
and we have a couple of drinks on the boat and maybe fall off. (laughs) Right. We didn't get to experience the fullness of being a boating adult. We were children. Now it's our turn. Now it's our turn. Exactly. Completely. I I agree 1000%. So tell your dad it's his turn. (laughs) I'll tell him, you know, we, it's about time. We so, live in deserts and we don't go to a lake enough. It's what is this? Right. So for people who don't know our history when it comes to boats, we used to at least every three months have a huge camping trip, whether it be Nasameno, Buena Vista. What I think that was like the only two we used to go to in California. Yeah. yeah so those would be like the, the number one and number two lakes that we would go to. Go to Costco, buy the same snacks that we would always buy, Pop-Tarts. Uh, the Literally Jiffy little pop. Danishes. Yeah, the, da- the Danishes, the rolls. Uh, and then we would always head out for at least a four to five day camping trip. And we had extended family members and family uh, would show up at this little campsite that probably could only hold two families. And somehow we ended up getting eight families there with a camper. Uh, somehow always made friends with the sheriffs or the deputies. So it's like whenever there was a noise complaint, they would always come over and just be like, oh, yeah, man, you guys are just hanging out. You're just chilling. <laughs> so yeah. um, we would always end up with there was probably about three or four boats there that we had all access to. We can go skiing. We can go wakeboarding. We can go tubing or we can nice. just go for a ride. Right. And we would just have some of the best times and memories on these lakes with our families no technology no technology whatsoever and just the fact that we were able to be together made a huge difference because we would want to do it again in the next three months exactly and these are like memories we still talk about years later years make some more but it's so important and it's our turn to make those memories like i want to hear about how i tried to jump a buoy and did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm like uh, if I can still uh, kneeboard and wakeboard like I used to that would be clutch but it's been a few years <laughs> right we'll get back to it it's gonna happen again for our generation it'll happen again yeah we need to it's about time my dad just needs to retire and then he'll have an excuse to just be out on the lake every weekend <laughs> exactly <laughs> Awesome. Um, what is a message you would want to give to past Max? Um, a message I would like to give to past Max. Never doubt what your dream really is. Love harder. And continue, and continue to be you because at the end of the day, you will get you to where you want to go. Great advice. <laughs> I hope he would listen. Yeah, I know, right? I don't, I don't think I would. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, quite. Talking, talking to my past self, be like, nigga, we struggling. <laughs> like, it's okay. Like, you, you're supposed to go to the struggle right now. You're supposed to be having these heartbreaks you're supposed to be doing everything right now because like it's going to build you into the man that is very much who you want to be yeah and now you're here so got you right it got you to where you needed to be exactly (laughs) 
If you could have dinner with any three artists, who would it be? Alive or dead? Oh, it can be either. Okay. They're your three. three. Yeah. They're my three. Okay, bet. So Michael Jackson, Freddie Mercury, and Russ. Great. I'm coming to that dinner. <laughs> right? You feel me? That would be a great dinner. That would Freddie be Mercury. Such an entertainment. So much knowledge. So so much knowledge. There I wonder what Michael would have to say. I would wonder what Freddie would have to say. And then Russ, me and him just be kicking it, just be like, yeah, bro, this is is this helping you? Because <laughs> like it's helping me. Right. The creative energy probably would be magical ridiculous i love that okay that would be great (laughs) um so i like to typically end my episodes with um some advice so what is a piece of advice you want people to hang on to today a piece of advice i would love to give to anybody who is listening is that you never know who and what people are going through so treat them with the most love that you have in your system. That's amazing. It's a very good advice. True every day. I try and think about it every day because I know I can react really quickly to things. And I'm like, I'm not responsible for how people treat me. I can only be responsible for like how I react to situations. And I don't know. They could have gone through something really shitty a few minutes ago. And that's why they're acting this way or lashing out on me. Um, So it's kind of like taking a second to think about like that. Yeah. Cause you never know. You never know what anybody is going through. And in that small moment of time, like I, for a quick example, we were on the 405 and we had just exited off. It was me and my homeboy, Kellen. And we're getting ready to go back towards my house. And we were stuck going back onto the freeway. And I saw this elderly man who his bike had gotten stuck in the side of the fence, like right before you get to the crossway before the freeway. And the we were backed up in traffic so much to get onto it. And I was like, man, I really want to hop outside this car and help this dude. And I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to it, but something inside of me was like, just go help him simple just get out the car go help him so i hopped out the car uh i was like hey sir like do you need any help right here he's like yeah thank you like i can't get my bike out so cat was probably about like 70 75 you know what i'm saying and he's riding a bike in la what does that tell you you know what i mean yeah and i yanked it out of the fence and he was like man bless you thank you so much like i was actually on the way to ride off uh, ride off the into this freeway like legitly take his life mm-hmm. and I kind of looked at him in a you know in one of them like Nigga, you, are you on drugs <laughs> like what are you sh-? like uh and then I was like sir you don't need to do that like we need more people like you like if we lose your love then how are we supposed to get, get on and he was like man thank you so much for your blessings like I really do appreciate you and I feel like I can go on with my day and for that whole day it just stumped me that what if I wouldn't have gotten out that car and helped him 
he probably would have got the bike out and still made the decision to go do it. And I don't know if he did it or not, but I felt like he didn't after that. But what if he just, I never did that and he got his bike on his own and still made that decision. So you never know what anybody's going through at what time and where. Yeah, your impact completely could have changed his decision. And you never know. That's, uh, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Uh, Max, this has been such a good episode. (laughs) I'm so happy you wanted to come on my podcast. Guys, fun fact, Max DM'd me on Facebook, like, (laughs) a few months ago and was like when are we doing this podcast and I was like I literally never check Facebook but thank you for coming on this podcast today I'm so honored to have you this is going to be such a good episode for people to look back on and listen to you dropped so much good knowledge and advice and I feel very good about my Sunday going forward on <laughs> on this day but again <laughs> So proud of everything you're doing Jordan I don't get to tell you as much like especially since we're on the go and everything but like I I love you so much I'm so proud of everything that you're doing I cannot wait for your future to unfold uh do you you still you still with old boy I haven't even met old boy I haven't met old boy yet so I don't know how I feel yet about yes, that it's I still, still weird have to a me. boyfriend <laughs> okay, so if, just let him know I'm out for his neck if you don't know, <laughs> but I'm just happy for everything that you're doing, love. And I'm proud of everything that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I love you too. But plug yourself. Where can people find you? Okay. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at M-X-M-I-L-L-N-N, uh, both on Twitter as well, uh, on Spotify, iTunes, any type of like media like that, you can look up that same Maximilian and hopefully you'll love everything that I have on there for you guys. Yay. Well, amazing. I will drop all of his links and ads in the show notes. So guys go check out Maximilian. Max, thank you for coming on this week's episode of Hangout with Hewlett. Appreciate you, Miss Hewlett. Love you, Jordan. Everybody else, love you guys too. Thanks guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Hangout with Hewlett. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Hangout with Hewlett. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a review for the podcast. Let me know what you want to hear. Thank you for the constant love and support from everybody who's listening. Wherever you're listening to this, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I can't wait to hang out with you next Thursday.